I used to share everything. I'd be like, on the podcast, I'd be like, I'm on a sex app. Here's how it's going. <laughs> no, like, I'm serious. I would share everything. Um, and recently, I've been keeping definitely more of my um, love life private um, or lack thereof. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and today we're going to talk about New York City. I would like to consider myself a New Yorker. I think I think it's supposed to be 10 years that you live in New York. You're considered technically a New Yorker. I don't know why I heard this, but this is what I've stuck to since I got here. And my New York anniversary is coming up for my eight year, and I just feel like that's basically 10. So like, I'm a New Yorker. I always have an identity crisis when people ask me, like, where are you from? Because I'm just like, well, what do I say? Like, do I say I'm from I'm from Georgia? Like, do I say, I don't know what to say. But I've decided now, as of today, or as of my New York anniversary, I'm a New Yorker now. And today we're going to have a guest on, Rayanne Langis. She is a podcast host um, or co-host. She has a podcast called Confident Collective. And she's a curve model. She does a lot of content for mid-sized girlies, a lot of fashion content. And she just moved to New York. And all of you guys love to ask me like tips on moving to New York. What's it really like to live here? What are good neighborhoods? You guys really ask me where should I eat? But we didn't even talk about that because I can't, I could do a whole episode on places to eat. I should do that actually. Um, but Ray is great. She was here and we kind of talked about like, I don't know why she wanted to move here and our, fir- our favorite and least favorite things about the city. So just a very NYC-filled episode. And then we tell it like it is. Got a little questions, um, a few questions in there from you guys uh, that you asked me. Um, And I'm rambling. I don't know. That's really it for today. Uh, We could just jump right into the episode and talk about New York. But that's it. Here's Ray. We have Rayanne Langis in the Vulnerable Studio today. Ray, welcome to the studio. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We got another tall girly here. I love sitting next to you. <laughs> I know. I love being around other tall women. I just feel like we're just like a group of Amazonian goddesses. It's so. literally so powerful. Wait, how it tall is. are you? I'm 5'11". Okay. How tall are you? 5'11 and a half. <laughs> and a half? I mean, depending on my mood, Why I'm like... six feet? Well, no, I don't like... I don't dumb it down anymore. Like, I'm not like, if I was six, really six, I would say it proudly. But okay. no, it really is like 5'11 and a half. Yeah. I mean, in these, I'm probably like 6'2 today. Yeah, and I'm in sneaks today. <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably got some height. But no, I love having tall girlfriends. I like gravitate towards tall women. I'm I mean, like, I just need a clan of tall women in my life. Literally. It's perfect that you move to New York now because I can have another tall girl in my crew. Yes, um, I'm honored. <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about moving to New York. We're going to get into that. But before that, we're going to do What's Going Vaughn. So I wanted to talk about Love is Blind. Okay. Are you watching the new season, current season? Okay, I know you do this this segment, and I was actually really nervous because I feel like I'm so out of the loop with, like, pop culture stuff. And I was like, I hope she doesn't ask me about Vanderpump. I'm like, please, please, please. But I haven't watched a season of Love is Blind, but I saw, like, one of the cast members do an apology on TikTok recently. Yes. Is it, like, is this a scandalous season? A scandal. I think... The more it goes on, it's seeming like the less authentic it's getting. Because the first and second season were both filmed at the same time. And this was like a few years ago. And yeah. obviously they didn't know it, it was, was going to blow, blow up. up. Yeah. They didn't know it was going to be a huge show. And so now it's like people are going on Love is Wine like, 
it's just, it's massive. It's yeah. way bigger than Bachelor. It's way, it's like the biggest, I feel you like. Think? Yeah. Okay, because, well, I have watched, I just haven't watched the newest season. So okay. I've watched the other three, um, and there was three before this, right? Yeah, this is the fourth. Yeah. And I didn't know, I, you, you think it's surpassed Bachelor? I think so. Maybe not, like, pop culture-wise, like, but, like, as far as people going on for followers, like, I think people are going on, like, knowing, like, I'll probably come out with a million followers. Because people on Love is Blind have blown up. Blowing up. Yeah. And it's also Netflix, which I personally think like streaming services are way bigger than like ABC or oh, cable yeah, channels. Totally. So I think that's another reason why. But this season, the girl that you probably saw apologizing is Irina. Okay. Um, she basically, her and this other girl, um, what's her name? Jesus. Micah. Her and Micah were like getting in trouble for being the meanest girls because they were showing them like, talking about other girls behind their backs and, like, laughing at girls when they were crying. And Irina, basically, she liked this guy, fell in love with him. Um, <laughs> fell doing, in love with him? Yeah, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> um, she fell in love with this guy. They meet in real life, like, the whole reveal. Oh, After gosh. he proposed, she said yes. She said, easy as yes of my life. And then they go out and meet for the first time, and it's literally, like, obviously, this, this is also the way that it was edited, but it was the most awkward thing ever. Like, they walk up, her face looks like she's disappointed, and then they, like, sit down, and he, like, tries to kiss her, and she's kind of just, like, mm, gives him the cheek. And then um, she's, like, you you don't really blink. Like, you, your stare is so intense. Like, you're not blinking. Like, can you blink? It's really the most awkward thing ever. So anyway, she's apologizing because they went on the honeymoon, and she basically just, like, froze him out the whole time, was rude to him, hit on her other best friend's husband at the pool, like, told him she didn't like him and, like, all this stuff. So, I don't know. She just seems to be a little bit of a biatch. But coming from reality TV Damn. world, like, I could see parts where they were editing and clipping her face when it wasn't supposed to be there. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, yeah. do you think she is actually that or do you think they, like, needed to create a villain and edited her that way? I think they edited her that way and I think she also is like that. <laughs> Like both, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I think she, I think she is a bitch, but I think they made her look even bitchier. Like mm -hmm. they just accelerated it, like made it even more intense with the editing and like with the music they chose and with the like. There's certain times. This is like a secret, guys, for reality TV. If you don't see people saying it out of their lips, like if you can't see their lips, then like they probably took that audio from somewhere else. So if it's not on face. A lot of times they'll show a picture or a video of somebody like walking or like the back of their head or whatever. And then the audio is coming from somewhere else. What? So just like for example, not saying this happened to me, just like for example, um, somebody could be walking out of somewhere and they could take, you know, something that you said in an interview from five weeks prior. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, these producers are savage. Creative. Everybody's so creative. So creative. You're, like, creative. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, okay. I noticed they were definitely doing that to her. I did see that really awkward scenario on TikTok, actually. Um, the blinking thing? The blinking yeah. thing. And I was like, okay, well, number one, I think that, like, first meeting is the most awkward situation that someone could possibly be in. I like, agree. I, I'm like, and that's probably why the show was so good. Yeah. Because, like, I, like, was like, okay, if I went on this show, obviously, you know, I got to think about it. I'm like, I would be so, I would be, like, sweating my balls off. I'd be so nervous for yeah. this, like, interaction. So I get that it's, I'm like, I, I would probably be really awkward, but that was 
really freaking awkward. Yeah, I can't even imagine how awkward it is. Like, number one, these people are not used to being on TV with cameras everywhere. Right. So it's like they were sitting in a pod by themselves for two weeks and then they have to like go interact <laughs> with this human that they said they loved, like that they're engaged to. It's so weird. The amount of weirdness, I can't. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Do you think, because I always thought on um, Love is Blind, I'm like, these people are saying I love you so fast. Yeah. But do you think since like being on The Bachelor, you said like the, you, you're like so tunnel vision in this that yeah. it's not like, it's much more accelerated than obviously in the real world. So do you think these people actually are like falling in love? Yeah, I do. I think like the component of not being able to see each other is a lot different. Um, like on the show, on Bachelor, obviously I've seen my friends fall in love in two weeks. Like it can happen because you're literally not doing anything else. You don't have your phone. You don't have your friends. You don't have your mom. You can't watch TV. All you're doing is sitting around with other people and talking about your feelings 24-7 for two weeks straight. So like it does happen and it is real. Yeah. Um, So I get that part of Love is Blind. Like I feel like they probably are or they at least think they are in love. Um, But then meeting, never having met them, that part is, I can't say. Can't speak on that. (laughs) I'm like, you know what, actually, as you're saying this, I'm like, I literally, I'm like the kind of person after a first date, I'm like, oh my God, he's the love of my life. Like, and I picture our entire life together. And like, I am like, I'm like, actually, you know, I would be perfect for one of these shows because I, now that I'm saying that, I'm like, do you think they really do? I'm like, bitch, you do that every day you go on. So actually, I get it. Ray wants to be cast for Love is Blind next season five. <laughs> if you guys know anybody. The producers, I actually know a producer. <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. I honestly, I don't know if I could do reality TV. I think you'd thrive. Really? You think you would do like Love Island or something? Oh, I would actually, they were, um, so a friend knows a producer. I think I'm allowed to say this stuff, I don't know. And anyway, they were trying to have like the first curvy girl on um, Love Island US and they wanted to like have more like You haven't sized. had a curvy girl on Love Island US? There's one girl Lana was on, but she's probably like a size four six. Okay. So but not like I'm like a size twelve fourteen. Um and but I was too old. They were like, oh, her age, that's going to be a problem. I'm sorry, how old are you? I'm <laughs> 29. Oh, my God. But all these people on um, Love Island, which is my favorite reality show, are like 20, 21, 22, like little yeah, babies. They do have really young people on Love Island. Wait, did you watch Love Island UK? I did. Who's your favorite couple? Um, Sammy and Tom. Oh, okay. I do like them, but I love Will and Jesse. I didn't finish. Did you finish? Oh, shit. No, I'm just saying I haven't finished. Oh, no, I'm done. No, I'm done. I finished Okay, I haven't finished. Okay, I won't say anything. Okay, cool. I just need to watch. I'm pretty much, they just had to like babies. See, I give up before the babies. babies. I'm like, I just, I cheat and then I go look at everyone's social accounts and then I like just catch up on it. I I don't watch it because I get bored. I just want to watch the families and then I'm just going to skip to the finale. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Anyway, we have to move on. <laughs> anyway, okay, I was like, I don't really know much about pop culture. <laughs> okay. Um, I could talk about Love Island all day, too. Um, okay, so you said you're 29. I like to ask everyone, like, where they're from originally okay. and what your sign is. Mm, okay, so I'm from Denver, Colorado. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. And then I moved to L.A. after college um, and was there for, like, five years. Um, my sign, I am a Leo sun, a Virgo moon, and Aquarius rising. Oh, she knows it all. I actually, well, it's very Leo of me. I only know, like, my own sign. Like, if someone's <laughs> like, oh, I'm a Gemini, I'm like, oh, cool. Cool. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm a Leo rising and Leo moon, so Oh, double you. Leo. Mm. Virgo sun. Wait, okay, I wonder, like, we need to connect on the pattern and yeah. see how we, how, what our vibe is. Yes, I have pattern, too. I love pattern. Oh, it's so good. Um, okay, so I want us to talk about New York 
just in general, because people love to ask me, like, what's it really like living there? And like, honestly, I feel like people are just fascinated by the lifestyle. Like, I think that's why so many people follow me, obviously, because of the show. But I think like people just like to see what's going on in New York and like what it's like to live there if they live in, you know, a random middle America town. (laughs) Um, So when did you, how long have you been here now? You just moved here. I've been here for like, what's the day? Uh, I've been here for like five weeks. It's April 4th. So you're a noob. Like a month and a half. I've been here for a month and a half. So I'm very new. But I did come. So I, and this is one of the tips I always give people when they're thinking about moving somewhere. If you can, go there for like two or three months and like sublease from people and test out like different areas you want to live in. So last year, I came here for three months, October, November, December, to test it out, see how I could do with the weather, see what neighborhood, like if you would have told me oh, the West Village, I'd be like, I have no idea what that is. Right. <laughs> like, I've spent no time in New York. So I came and just, like, explored and tested out to see if I could live live here. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. I think that's really good advice because I interned here. This was, like, junior year of college, but it was three months over the summer. Yeah, perfect. And so because I had that time period, it was like, okay, now I feel comfortable knowing and confident knowing that I could actually move here. Yeah. Um, because in my head, it was always, like, I want to live in New York. Like since I was younger, like middle school, high school, I was like, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to be a model. This was always the plan. And I was like, I never even really thought about if I didn't like it. Like I was just like, that's the plan and that's what I shall do. Yeah. Luckily I went on my internship and I did like it. Um, But yeah, people are always asking me for like tips for moving here because like I just moved here after college or da 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 da. Um, But my actual, my New York, I call it my New York anniversary is coming up on Friday. For how long have you been here? Eight years. Oh my god! I know. Wait, what do you? You got to do something. You have I, to celebrate. I I usually like I don't know post an IG carousel and like pat myself on the back. Yes. But I, <laughs> maybe I'll like take myself out to lunch or something. You I don't should. know. But I just can't believe it's been eight years already. Um, I moved here in 2015. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I've lived in so many different like areas and neighborhoods. Like I feel like when you move neighborhoods here, it's a whole different life. Oh yeah, it changes completely. So where were you at when you were doing your little fake New York move? <laughs> My fake New York move, I was in the West Village, I was in Chelsea, I was in East Williamsburg, I was in Soho. Wait, you bopped around this many times in three months? Oh yeah, I was like really, yeah. I lived in those four places <laughs> Okay, across three months. So a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. I was really trying to do like a m- only three places and do like a month at a time, but it's it's a little more complicated than I expected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just got a feel for it. And I was like, could I live in like a tiny studio in like, you know, down where in Soho or something? Right. And I, I, I ended up in Brooklyn because I was like, okay, I work from home. I think I want a little bit more space. I like like the neighborhood feel and like I'm fine taking the train in, like, that doesn't bother me. So it was it was good to, like, test the waters. Were you, like, airbnb or something? Like, how did you— Oh, no. Here is the inside scoop. Okay. okay these are the two things you want to look at if you're thinking about coming to New York. You need to sign up for the Listings Project, which is a newsletter that goes out every Wednesday. And, um, wow, I'm really not gatekeeping. These are great resources. <laughs> um, and basically they have, like, furnished subleases and, like, cool, nice ones, like, and I found my, someone to sublease my place in LA, and it was great. Then another thing is called the Yes Nomads Facebook group. That one's, like, a little more tricky to get into because you have to, like, know someone in the mm. group. Um, and then there's, like, a bunch of Facebook groups, like Sweats in the City Facebook group has, like, a New York housing one. Yeah. 
there's so many, like, but Facebook groups and that newsletter are the main way I found places. Airbnb kind of sucks here. Yeah. And then they're going to charge you a ton for like, yeah, trying to do that. Yeah. Um, fun fact, you guys, actually, <laughs> the reason that Ray and I met was because Kayla, who was on my season of yes. the show and was on my one of my first episodes, Do Men Belong in the Kitchen? You guys should listen to it if you haven't. But um, Kayla knew Ray from LA. Like you guys just met in kind of like the... I don't know, influencer scene? Yeah, she just, honestly, I think she, oh, she slid DM'd into you. my DMs. Yeah, she DMs And you. we were started hanging out because she was thinking about moving to LA, but at this time asking me about moving to New York. And we were like, oh, we're so annoyed that like we're swapping places yeah. because she's so cool. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we're just starting to become friends. And she was like, oh, my friend Chelsea actually would maybe want to like sublease to you. Yeah, like apartment swap. Yes, we were going to apartment swap. So we were like texting. Yeah. And, and then I ran into you at an event. Yeah, you sent me pictures of your apartment, which was beautiful, by the way. Thank I was you. like, wait, mine can't compete oh no <laughs> and then we ran into each other at a dsw event i was like hey i'm rayanne i was texting you about your apartment i know you i'm so like, glad what? you came up to me too because i'm really bad with like faces and meeting people now especially after the show it's like people come up and like i met you at this place and i'm like i'm so sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so i'm really glad you said something but oh yeah that's God. that's how we met um yeah. speaking of making friends i feel like what what is like good tips on people when they first move to a big city to make friends? Because well, you just did it. How are you making friends right now? So I've made two big moves where I didn't necessarily like I've made two big moves in my adult life when I moved to LA and then when I moved here to New York. And I think um I would say if you're thinking about moving to New York, I think this is a city where it actually is much easier to meet people just like with the way of life here. Mm. Um Compared to LA, in my experience. Okay. Um, I would say my biggest tips are you have to put yourself out there. Like, I used to not be the planner friend. Like, I kind of relied on other people to make plans and to, like, coordinate things. And when you move somewhere and you don't know anybody, you've got to become that. So, like, DM, like honestly, this time around, everyone I know is, like, through social media. Yeah. People I look up to on Instagram or think, like, oh, we'd vibe, whatever – I will DM them and be like, hey, do you want to get lunch? Do you want to get a coffee, cocktail, whatever? Um, I think another great way is letting people know and your you know, friends, if social media isn't your thing, like, hey, guys, I'm moving to New York. Do you know anyone in New York? And they can be like, oh, my cousin is there or my sister is there. Let me connect you. Yeah. And then you meet them and then you meet their friend group and then it just kind of is like, like just trickles out. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great way. And I think too, like when you move somewhere, you have to just be in like yes mode. If someone invites you somewhere, just say yes. If you like, you just have to say yes to so many things. Even if you're like, oh, like, am I going to like vibe with these people? I don't know. Just, just go because you never know who you're going to meet. Um, and I think you got to just be ready to like charge up that social battery and just say yes to everything. Yeah. Do you can like, do you consider yourself an extroverted person? So I go back and forth because I, I do think I'm an extrovert cause I love, like, I love being around people, but I am also a projector, which I don't know if you know about human design. If I've you don't, you need to do a podcast episode on it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I also need like my rest and my downtime. So I'm like, 
I kind of go through phases where I'm like super social and then I'm like a recluse and don't speak to anyone. And then I come out and I'm like, okay, I'm ready again. Yeah, I do that too. I need to like go home and charge up for a few days after I've been out for a few days. Same. So I consider myself kind of like an ambivert because I'm like, I can be very extroverted. Yeah. The Leo in me. And I can also like stay in my house for three days and be like chilling. Exactly the same as me. Like I have some friends that are like, like Serena that was on my podcast recently. She was like, I like by the, if I'm still at home by 3 p.m. and I haven't left the house, like I'm going nuts. Oh no, that's not me. I can do a couple days, oh, and me too. after a couple days, I'm kind of like, oh okay, Let like I'm getting antsy. Yeah, but no, 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 I, I no, that's yeah. not me. I think that the friend of a friend thing is such a good idea because I feel like even if you don't know a single person in the city that you're moving to, somebody you know has to know at least one person. Yeah, that they could like give you their number or like you could DM them or whatever, go out for lunch. Um, and then hopefully it would lead to meeting another person from through them. Yeah. So I think that's a really good one. And I think too, like you have to remember that like everyone wants to meet people. Like I think pe- everyone's kind of nervous. They don't want to put themselves out there. But honestly, like even if you, when you move to a new city, if you sign up for, you know, going to start going to a gym or workout classes or maybe you, whatever hobby you're interested in in a new city, like do that, sign up for that. And then don't be afraid to introduce yourself to people or be like, hey, do you want to get a coffee or a drink like after class next time or something? Um, Because I think we get scared that it's like, oh, no one wants to be my friend. But like, it's important to remember that everyone is wanting connection. And honestly, if you're just an open, curious, kind person and wants to meet people, like people are so receptive. Yeah. Um, and I know it can be nerve wracking, but I just always try and keep in mind that like everyone wants connection. Everyone wants to meet people. Yeah. I'm not really so much of a, like, I wouldn't really be the person to go up to somebody at a workout class. Like I probably would never do that to be honest. Um, but I've had literally people do that to me that are still, like, I'm still friends with right now. See? But I just, it's just not very me. Like, I can't see, it also depends so heavily on my mood. Like, if I just came to work out, I don't really want to be there that day, and I'm just, like, trying to get in and get out. I get Um, it. I'm not trying to, like, chit-chat, but sometimes I could be in the mood. Yeah. Um, Especially with influencer events, too. I feel like sometimes I literally go in, do whatever I came for, and then people be trying to chat, and I'm like, I gotta go. (laughs) I have no one to go, but I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, I think obviously you gotta like ramp it up when you move to a new city and you're trying to meet people because it can be super lonely. Like when I moved to LA, I moved there with my boyfriend at the time, but he was the only person I met and I was so lonely. Like I, I, yeah, it was just a really hard transition. Um, So, and I think it's like, okay, are you either going to sit and be lonely or are you going to put yourself out there and try and make friends? Yeah. What do you think so far, obviously it's only been a month or so, but like so far, what do you think is the best and worst part about living in New York? (sighs) Okay, the best, okay, please keep in mind people, I've been here for like two seconds. Um. The best part, I think, is the people, and I just think that, like, I was definitely craving that connection that I didn't get living in California. Like, even the guy who I was here in December and was getting a Christmas tree, I tra- I chatted to the Christmas tree guy for, like, 35 minutes. Like, people are just—everyone has a story, and everyone is—I feel— much more open here than in my past experiences. Um, And I love that you could go out on a Saturday afternoon to meet your friend for a drink, and then you're having dinner with people you just met, 
that afternoon and then you're going out and you're like, oh, I was going out for a drink, you know, in the afternoon and now it's like 3 a.m. and you've met all these new people and you've discovered like a new restaurant. I just think there's so much to explore. It's my favorite part. And you never know where your day is going to go. My least favorite part is, um, hmm, I would say... I'm learning to balance the amount of alcohol I'm consuming. Mm. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things are centered around alcohol. And um, I'm trying to, I just like, honestly, if I order a club soda with wine, people don't know I'm not drinking and it's, yeah. it's fine. But I do feel like I'm still adjusting to that like level of drinking here. Yeah, that's so real because I I feel like I'm in the same exact position because obviously I've been here for eight years. So it's like in the beginning, I was like drinking a lot. Um, and now I'm just like, I can't do that anymore, nor do I want to. <laughs> I don't want to be hungover. Like, I don't want to be in pain. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want it. Um, and so I've been trying like mocktails more. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it so much here is centered around drinking too. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, this is New York City. Like, I know that there are probably so many things you can get involved in that don't revolve around drinking. That's kind of just been my life here so far. No, like, hey, I want to grab a drink, but I'm sure there's so many things here we can do without drinking. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to go to a nice restaurant, have a cocktail and espresso martini. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not giving that up, but I'm just like, I don't need to be drinking four nights a week. Yeah. Is what I'm, 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 I'm trying to balance that. Yeah. I think my favorite part about living here is probably the food scene. Oh, I'm a so big good. foodie. I love to go out to eat. I love that. Like I've lived here for eight years and I haven't even scratched the surface of all the restaurants that I so want to try. Good. Like it's just a never ending list of new places and new cuisines. And like, and that day that you just described is literally so New York. Like I yeah. feel like I've had so many days and not so much anymore, but like even on like a Wednesday or something, like you go out for happy hour and then next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. Right. <laughs> or like on a Sunday, you go out for brunch and then you went out all day long for 10 hours. Like those are just the best days. And you just never know who you're going to meet. And I feel like there's so many cool people here who are doing something they're excited about or have an interesting story. It's just really inspiring. Yeah, I need to talk to people more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when we first hung out, we bonded over food. That steak. Yes, we that had steak. this steak that you can, what was it called? Kobe beef? Kobe, Kobe beef. But it was like really fancy. Yeah. Like it was so good. I've never had steak like this in Me my either. life. And probably never will again. Because I, I, <laughs> it was like... It was not yeah. something I can afford. No. No. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Um, and then my least favorite part, I think, would be probably just like lack of ease. Like everything is a whole to-do. Mm. Like when I'm at home, I'm from Atlanta and like yeah. from the suburbs. Like, you can just get in your car and drive five minutes to go to Chick-fil-A if you want, you know? Yeah. Like, you have central air and a washing machine in the room right next to your bedroom. Like, everything here is just like, okay, if I'm going to do laundry, it's going to be laundry day. So I'm going to have to, like, do all this stuff and walk down the street. It's going to take three hours. And, like, even grocery shopping, I feel like, is, like, a whole thing because I want to go to Trader Joe's and there's no Trader Joe's near my apartment. It is. It is just more difficult. Yeah, like, everything's more difficult. And every, like, minor normal task that I feel like when I go home, I notice, like, wow, everything's so easy here. You're like, wow, I can drive in my... The thing that I like doing, like going to FedEx, oh. that here is like so difficult. And I put it off and I put it off and I put it off because it's like, oh, how am I going to lug this huge box like to, down the... I don't know. Oh, literally. I'm like, yeah, it's just... I do think things are harder here. That's a good one because... um 
I'd like to do giveaways for my followers. And then every time I do it, I'm like, fuck me. I shouldn't. <laughs> it takes so long for me to like pack these boxes. And then I feel like I'm like Mrs. Claus. Like I put them in like a laundry bag yeah. so I can carry them down the street. Yeah. Because I can't carry like six boxes on the train. So then I usually have to end up paying for an Uber to go to FedEx because there's not one near my house. Um, but yeah. it's worth it. Yes, it's worth it. Love you guys. <laughs> Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do Chell It Like It Is. Okay, we have a question that says, what are some things that you choose to keep private from the public and why? So you have a large following, obviously, on TikTok and Insta, and then you have the podcast. So are there things that you specifically choose to keep out? Because like, I was watching your whole journey moving here when you're looking for an apartment, were you going to buy, were you going to rent, what neighborhoods, like, and I was like, you share a lot. Um, yeah, I think like, it's interesting. And I don't know if this is as you get older, but like, I've been doing content creation for eight years. I started when I was in college, like, honestly, it's probably been even longer than that now. Um, but I've shared so much of myself online constantly, which I do, I I do think part of my like purpose is to share my experiences and help women grow from sharing what I learn. Um, but at the same time, recently I've been feeling very like wanting to keep more things private. Like I used to share everything. I'd be like on the podcast, I'd be like, I'm on a sex app. Here's how it's going. <laughs> no, like I'm serious. I would share everything. Um, and recently I've been keeping definitely more of my um, love life private um, or lack thereof, like let's be real, <laughs> um, my dating life private. I think too, like sometimes... I just been keeping more private in general. I think that I I don't know if this is as you get older, but I feel like it's making a TikTok video about your opinion on something. It's hard people see that without knowing everything about you. Sometimes it's just it is hard, and I think it is draining. Um, so I'm honestly trying to learn how to navigate right now what I do really want to share and what I want to keep private, but definitely I'm keeping more of my like love life private. Yeah. I think that makes you so relatable though. Like how much you share, like when I watch your content, I'm like, wow, like I could share more. Like, wow. Like this is so like, I I wanted to DM you every day and be like, oh my God, what neighborhood are you in? Like what apartment (laughs) is this? Like, it just, it's so nice to see, but I understand that it's kind of like not giving a part of you away, but like it does take an emotion, like emotional toll. Like it's exhausting to give all of that to the internet all the time. Yeah. I have only been professionally making content for like two years. Obviously just in life growing up, having a phone and Instagram since like 2012, whatever. Yes, I've been making content, but for a large audience, only for a little bit of time. So I feel like I still struggle with what I want to keep private and what I don't. Mm -hmm. And then I also feel like I'm almost not allowed to keep my love life private because that's how everyone got to know me. Right. So people feel maybe entitled to knowing what's what's going going on. on. Yeah. Or like that's what they always want to know and that's what they want me to talk about. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just like I could talk about it and then like I'd probably have better engagement. Like I'd probably have better everything, but it's just like I don't don't want to sometimes. And I feel like I get like I'll burn myself out being like I could be more relatable. Like I could do this. I could talk about this. And then I'll do it for like three days straight and then I just ghost. Like I'm just not on my stories for like three days. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting world and business to be sharing your um, persona online because your your personhood is a commodity and like your personhood is turning into a business, which it's 
I, I'm interested to see how like future generations will like be on social media and how open they'll be. Um, I feel like maybe the pendulum's gonna like swing back in the other way and people mm. are gonna be more private. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I think I just need better boundaries between yeah. like the persona that I am online and like my actual self. Yeah, and I <laughs> think it's like hard. you just have to do what feels like good for you. Right. And that's that's the best. Like people will know when you're tr- you're feeling like, oh, I should say this or I should post this. Like right. you just gotta do what's best for you. Yeah. Um, who do you like get advice from the most? Like who's your go-to person when you need advice? Um, my best friend, Hannah, I talk to her every morning, every day, like literally we FaceTime from bed together. Like I'm like (laughs) morning. I really value her advice, um, and talk to her about everything. And also my friend Rosie as well. She's so wise. I'm trying to get her to start a podcast. She has a way of taking what I'm thinking and articulating it back to me in a way that makes more sense than it does in my head. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so really, yeah, my I mean, I could name so many female friends. I don't want to, like, my female friendships yeah. are my, like, my ride or die. I don't know what I would do without my female friendships. I'm so thankful for them. Um, that's where I seek most advice. Yeah, I what would say you? the same. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm, like, such a girl's girl. Yeah. I, I just, I love my girlfriends, and, like, the people that I keep closest to me in my circle are, like, ones that I... Uh, my rider dies. Like I would trust your advice over anything. Yeah. So like I have a couple friends like that too. That I'm just like you're the first people I go to. And like one of my friends, my my best friend is so I feel like different from me. Like we think so differently, but it just works. So like whenever she asked me for advice, like the way I present it to her is a way she would never would have thought of. And then yeah. same for me. So it just it just works so well. <laughs> It's a good thing to get advice from someone who thinks differently. Yeah. You. I'm like, with my friend Hannah, sometimes with like dating stuff, I'm like, okay, we're too similar. I'm like, I need to maybe get like an outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could, I, I would love to ask you more questions, but we got to wrap it up. But my final question for all my guests is, is there anything you want to be vulnerable about? Mm. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be literally whatever you want, whatever's on your mind. You know what I thought? I thought you were going to, so you'd... <laughs> Okay, so I listened to the episode with Serena, and I thought the last question was, do you eat ass? <laughs> I was like, is she going to ask me this? <laughs> she's like, I asked everyone the same question. I would go to the end, and I'm like, mm, okay, wow. I like to ask all my guests that, if they eat ass. Yeah, that's why I was like, do you ask everyone that? Oh, my God. Oh, no, that was um, actually a first with Serena. That was a first. But okay. you can tell us if you eat ass, too, if you um, want. I haven't, but it has been surprised on me, and you know what? I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Okay. As I'm like, I'm going to share less on the internet. <laughs> um, okay, something, I'll, I'll be serious. Okay. Something I want to be vulnerable about. Um, I've been thinking about this, and I think in my, like I said, I just share kind of what's like on my heart and like what's what's going on in my life. And I think I've been like, go, go, go with this move to New York. I think I just dive into things so quickly, and then it like catches up to me, and I'm like, whoa, like I'm living in New York. Like what's happening? What's going on? Um, and one thing that... Um, we were kind of talking about earlier before you got here was like all of my friends are starting to get, you know, engaged and into serious relationships. And like, I joke about it. I'm like, wait, so no one told me like we were getting into serious relationships. 
I'm confused. But I feel like I've been struggling a little bit with feeling like I'm always like the single one. And right now I'm just trying to work on kind of getting down to like, I'm a very confident person. I talk a lot about confidence and the area I'm struggling with right now with my confidence is dating and relationships with men. And so right now I'm really trying to work on kind of rewiring how I think about myself in those settings and figure out building up like why I can be so confident in every aspect of my life. But then Mm -hmm. when it comes to men, I'm struggling. So I don't have an answer. (laughs) I um, just think that by sharing our like struggles, women can find community in that. So if you're feeling like that, you're not alone. Um, And I'm trying to figure it out. Um, And that's like my current process I'm on. I'm trying to rework through some things and figure out what's going on yeah because um, I've yeah only had one serious relationship so a lot of women definitely can relate to that people message me all the time saying like I'm the only single friend or like I'm 29 I'm 30 now I'm 31 and like everyone seems to have found their person and I haven't um and I always say like I know it's easier said than done but don't try not to compare yourself to your friends yeah um but how do you feel like you're work like are you in therapy like how are you working on this part of yourself are you so yeah. um, I was in therapy. I need to find it. I want to find an in-person therapist mm, here in New yeah. York. So if anyone has racks, let me know. <laughs> um, but I am part of this thing called To Be Magnetic. I'm a little bit woo-woo. And um, this is about manifestation um, led by a woman named Lacey Phillips. And it's online like workshops. Basically, she has different courses like Unblocked Love, Unblocked Child. And it's basically going back and looking at why we have these, why we think about things in certain ways and rewiring our limiting beliefs around it essentially. So I'm doing unblocked love right now. That's so Um, cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. It's kind of intense, but it's really good. And I think I'm just always interested in like learning more about myself and, and bettering myself and just being curious. So I think no matter what you're trying to do, it's just good to learn how, why you think the way you do. And, um, yeah, so that's what, that's how I'm trying to work through it right now and also just challenge myself with my patterns of how I approach dating and men and those things. So Yeah. Is it is the unblocked love, is it in person or virtual? Virtual. Oh cool. Virtual. And they have a bunch of podcast episodes and yeah, it's great. Oh, I wanna listen. I'm a little bit woo-woo myself. A little woo-woo. <laughs> yes, we love a little woo-woo. Oh, okay. Well Rayanne, thank you so much for being Thanks. here. Please tell everyone where they can find you on socials. Um, I'm at Rayanne Langus on Instagram, TikTok, and then you can also find me at Confident Collective. My business partner and I, Christina, have a podcast um, that will be coming back out at the beginning of June, um, and we talk all about confidence and all that good stuff over there. It's really good. I'm trying to let her put me on it. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going to talk about that today. You need to come on it. I want to um, come on it. We're taking a little break, but we'll be back the first week of June with new episodes. Amazing. And if you guys want to watch this episode, we're on YouTube at Vulnerable Pod. And you can find me at Chelsea Vaughn on Insta at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. But thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 